Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. This is Quantum of History. Today we're going to be doing Skyfall. Really excited today. I'm going to have my good friend up, Chris, from the British Bond Attic. If you've been a part of any of these Zoom calls um, from Pluto TV with Love, Operation Solitaire, Operation Phoenix, this guy is all over these Zoom calls. He's a really fun guy. He makes a real big impression when he shows up on these Zoom calls. And uh, he's a really fun dude. He's a huge Bond fan. And that's today's going to be an episode where it's if you're a casual Bond fan, you might want to skip this one. If you're a Bond enthusiast, you'll find this interesting. If you're a Bond fanatic, you'll love it. But if you're a Bond casual fan, you're going to be like, okay, you guys probably have a little bit of sickness. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go ahead and block you on this one. But it's going to be a fun episode. What we're going to do today is we're going to take Skyfall and instead of looking at one historical incident from the from the movie itself, we're actually going to take Skyfall as one big giant historical reference to all the Bond films. from Starting from Dr. No all the way up to Quantum of Solace, we're going to take every nod that Skyfall does to all these other movies. And it's actually going to be pretty fun. You're never going to look at Skyfall the same, I can promise you that. We're going to start with the Bond on this day award. That's going to go to Gianella. Alvarez, um, her Instagram is Yanella1044P5. If you're not following her, she's a really good follow, really interesting person, big James Bond fan. And when I damned her and said, you know, you won the Bond on this day award, what do you want to, anything you want to say? And she's like, just know that my uh, page is about positivity and just getting along and, and fun. So, I mean, that's just, that's a reason enough to follow her right there. So, thank you again for the follow and for the guests. Again, it's Gianella1044. P5, really good follow, so go ahead and follow her. So yeah, today we're going to do Skyfall, and like I said, Chris is going to come on, and we're going to do this episode a little different than I usually have. Usually I have the intro, my monologue, interview, and then the conclusion. And what today we're going to do is I'm just going to kind of go right into it, because this is going to be a fun episode. Skyfall, I'm probably going to revisit in about two years, and I'm going to look at it as far as if Silva was con- controlling 2020. The scene when Silva talks about how he can overthrow governments and the power he has with the computer and boop, done, boop, done. Just like the overthrow government, boop, done. Change the regime in Uganda, boop, done. That right there, I feel like 2020 is being run by Silva at this point. But I don't want to talk about it today. And I don't want to talk about it even in the year 2020. Probably in two years, I'll revisit this when emotions aren't so high. Because I'm definitely not afraid to talk about the things I think and the things I feel. But I think if you talk about something that's so fresh with so much charged emotion, people don't look at it pragmatically. They look at it with emotions. And people are so concerned with their point being right that they can't even listen to other points of view. So it's something that I think I'm not going to do today. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into the weeds of, of Skyfall and everything that's happened this year alone. But I think in like 21, 2021, 2022, I'm going to revisit Skyfall. And the episode's going to be actually as if Silva was controlling 2020 but for today it's going to be fun boy if you're a bond fanatic i think you're really going to enjoy it. and bond enthusiast to bond fanatic you're really going to enjoy this episode without further ado i'm bringing in my good buddy chris from the british bond addict Yeah, I'm so excited today. We're going to have our guest on, Chris from British Bond Addict. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. It's, it's so bizarre talking to Bond fans across the pond, honestly. It's crazy, <laughs> right? 
for all the, the, the downfalls of social media and everything else, this is the stuff that's really great that you get to connect. And like we met at uh, From Pluto TV with Love. We stayed in the same mm. same group for the whole time, so it was a lot of fun. And now now look at us. Yeah, honestly, it's um, I've only kind of recently got into the community, and it's it's fantastic. Honestly, the amount of people I've met and started talking to, and now I'm doing bloody podcasts. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Well, you've certainly made an impression through all the. Uh, the events that we have and your your new Instagram page is amazing. I love what you're doing with the stuff. Like everything is really cool, even the pictures and the creative stuff you're doing. And I, I love your stuff. You're gonna be you're gonna have like 10 million followers. You're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be the Selena Gomez of the Bond community. No problem. Oh, she wishes. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I've actually kind of caught up a niche with like just ties. I'm just kind of going a bit at the moment. It's it's honestly you can put anything out and it's appreciated by everyone, which is really nice. It's great. <laughs> I know. We have a small community and we love everything. We're really easy to please. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking about Skyfall, man. And I know this is this is is this your favorite or is this one of your favorites? Um, it was joint for a long time, but um, recent reflection, I like just over the last couple of years, it's it's taken it by a mile, which is why I was so shocked when it was seventh in your list. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me explain that part because I think that it's like it's basically number two because the the six are tied for number one, and yeah, Skyfall is like the guy who just misses the cut to go into the club. Like the bouncer's like, all right, bro, you got hold up, they're in there. <laughs> like the A listers are in there, bro. But I promise you, if one pops out, you're in there. Whereas opposed yeah. to like number eight is three lines back and be like, nah, bro, you ain't got no chance of getting in here. But you, oh, yeah. you're right on the cusp. <laughs> well, the thing is as well, I think the, it's Skyfall is like the Bond nerds Bond film, I find. And I'm like, Casino Royale, which she puts number one. Like, I think that's the film I'd show somebody if they'd never seen a Bond film. Like mm-hmm. above Skyfall, I'd show them Casino Royale first. Yeah. See, I, I've kind of, I keep being torn because I have so many people that are kind of Bond fans that say that Skyfall is their favorite one. So... I don't know. It's either Casino Royale or Skyfall, but those would be the ones I would definitely shoot, shoot mm. for. Big fan of Quantum of Solace also um, starting to go up people's ranks again, because I, I always quite liked him, didn't understand why, like, she, the camera shots are a bit blurry on occasion, but I don't know why I was getting the hate, so it's good to see it now getting appreciated again. Yeah, it'll, it'll be one that, that, that uh, comes up, so, and hopefully we can just start knocking down this on Her Majesty's, these, these old dudes just loving this movie, that needs to get knocked down. <laughs> New generation. <laughs> <laughs> So when I first started talking to you about coming on this podcast, you came up with a really interesting idea about how to approach Skyfall because I've kind of, with the history topics and everything else, I've kind of had a problem with figuring out exactly how to tackle the Craig era, but you had a really cool idea of why don't you just look at Skyfall as a history of Bond in and of itself and all the references that it comes back to. And then I went back to it and I started researching, I'm like, that's a great idea. So I'm really happy to have you on and really talk about this because that's how we're going to approach this. I mean, Skyfall is has so many references and i just watched it again and i've watched it a couple of times with this frame of mind looking at it and it's amazing how many nods they have back to it so yeah exactly i think in britain oh sorry uh, in britain especially it was um the 50th anniversary and bond films are pretty big here anyway but in britain this was like this was um, like huge like advertising was everywhere and it's like after the olympics where bond had his own like cameo with the queen essentially getting a knighthood like I think it kind of had to reference its past. Like it's mm. like the entire thing of Bond. As as you know, British people cannot let go of history. <laughs> so we had this. It was one of the films that references it perfectly. I think. Yeah, exactly. So I even looked in the, the thing to talk about a fifty-year-old uh, McAllen when he, when Silver gives up fifty-year-old McAllen. It was a good nod to yeah. you know the Bond franchise itself being fifty years old and all that. So I know that it was a huge time. What was it like in in Britain at the time surrounding that? 
Um, Britain was kind of like on a really like kind of patriotic high, and pre-Brexit it was great. Um, but like, uh, there we, we had like we just had the Olympics, everything had gone perfectly, everyone was like very happy. Um, the the sorry the um the marketing was huge. Um, like buses everywhere had skyfall over it. Um, if we went into London Waterloo, there was actually competitions they'd have like um oh, what was it the uh, Cokes unlocked the double seven double oh seven and you. And you couldn't avoid it. Um, Adele, the um, Bond song, was being played like nonstop. Like I've heard that <laughs> Ghostbusters, when it came out, was played everywhere. Skyfall was the same, and it was just it was just huge. Like um, we had adverts everywhere for like Bond is Great Britain. They're using Skyfall as an excuse for people to travel to Britain or go to Scotland, um, and it was just everywhere. You couldn't avoid it whatsoever. And of course, for a Bond fan, that's fantastic for me. I can imagine other people getting slightly fed up with it. But it's getting to the stage where like um, London bus companies were revealing new buses and the first appearance one made was in the film. And that for them was like an advertising standpoint, like watch Skyfall to see our new bus. I don't think they realised that anyone didn't really care that much, but they still <laughs> went with it anyway. Um, but yeah, Britain at the time, uh, beforehand it was great. And after it came out, it was huge. The amount of money it made was phenomenal. And it was like, mm. it's it on the news frequently that Skyfall was a success. So British people kind of clinging to it again. But it was, it, it was amazing at the time for me, 19 years old, just kind of getting into the main world and just seeing all of that was fantastic. Yeah, you can even see in the movie how much Britain is referenced. They have so many scenes of, of London, iconic spots. So you can, even the movie itself is very England-centric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what did, what we'll go through, I guess, the start of the films and and what was the first, like, um, we'll start with just Dr. No and we'll go through. Did you have mm -hmm. a, a good reference nod for uh, Dr. No? Um, as you mentioned so far, the uh, the 1962 on the bottle was a pretty good nod. But as you said, I feel like that's a nod to the series. Um, I think the fact the first, the, the main gadget he gets given is a PPK, basically. Like, the main gun he gets is a PPK, similar to Dr. No, where he's um, exchanged for the Beretta. Um, there's quite a few bits and there's quite a few references I've actually saved from Doctor No for other films where it's a little bit more tenuous. Um, but for that one, yeah, the, uh, I think the 1962 on the bottle and the uh, PPK are the main references there. I got for mine. It was when uh, Patrice lands in the uh, the airport and the way that Bond stalks him reminded me a lot of the way that Jack um, Lord stalks mm. Bond through the whole thing and then the tailing and all that stuff. So that was kind of my nod to uh, to Doctor No. They've even got sunglasses on too on both of the characters. Exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, that's it. I, I hadn't actually thought about that. Brilliant one. Love it. And then for uh, from Rushwood Love, I had the Grand Bazaar in the beginning. The whole the mm. Istanbul, everything, even the way they go. It almost looked like uh, even the underwater, um, the the new lair and stuff almost felt like a nod to Karen Bay and Bond going through the underwater of Istanbul. Yeah, I got the Istanbul part, certainly, but I also got the uh, train part of it, because obviously there's quite a bit of time spent at the station and from Russia with Love. And of course, immediately within the first film, he's in Istanbul, familiar, uh, familiar location, and he's on a train. So mm. reference to, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not actually the Orient Express, the train that he's on, but <laughs> I certainly saw the comparisons there. Oh, and I love that part about having the Orient Express on there and the train. Something about Bond and the train, I always find some kind of romanticism. Maybe well, because I... Like, Maybe because so, we don't yeah. have that, maybe because we don't have that much in, in the U.S. anymore. You, I've only ridden train a couple times, except for the subway. But that's not like having a train. So it's a different oh, really? thing. So oh, it's almost like a romanticism to see uh, like a tr long train ride with cables and stuff. Uh, trust me, after a while it gets really old. Um, <laughs> there's something I always found interesting about the train scene, because um, uh, I've, I've seen all the documentaries about Skyfall. Um, one of the things Craig says, you know, when he does the lovely um, cuff uh, extension, the cuff. Mm -hmm. um, the word straightening afterwards apparently that was ad-libbed which is uh, something i would have assumed would have been in a script for it like he would have been bond does something cool like straightening his cuffs but no that was him off the top of his head apparently yeah i, I saw that and i almost looked at it. it was like a brosnan used to do the little tie thing 
Yeah. Oh, um, oh, the world is not enough underwater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the little nod I got. And then uh, for Goldfinger, it had to be the DB5. Oh, absolutely. DB5 and um, I think even more specifically the the ejector seat. Like, yeah. same red button and the gear gear stick. Honestly, it had to be that. Um, there's probably quite a few references to Goldfinger, but you've got to, you've got to go for the strongest one. And, yeah, the... The DB5 as a whole, I could use that for so many different films. But yeah, the ejector seat, like that's so specifically, uh, like that's, it's its own cliche now. The fact mm-hmm. that a car has an ejector seat, that's so specifically Bond. So it had to be that one for me. And it was definitely one of the, the funniest scenes, especially if you get the joke. You know, mm. for us Bonders, we, we get the joke, you know. <laughs> it's the sort of thing when you're watching it in the cinema and they go, ah, I understood that reference. You, you sit slightly <laughs> taller quickly, don't you? Mm. Mm, indubitably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I had a little more hard time with Thunderball. So Thunderball, I had as the like the Komodo dragon in the back, kind of mm-hmm. like having having sharks. What, what did you get for that one? Uh, for that one, I got um when he goes to meet Severine, he um understands her past by looking at her tattoos, uh, similar to Count Lippy. Uh, when he sees a tattoo on his wrist, you know, he understands his past. <laughs> you know, I wrote I had an entire podcast dedicated to a wrist tattoo and <laughs> already for Thunderball, oh, no. and I didn't even get that one. So. <laughs> Thank you for showing me up on that one. Sorry, okay, if you edit this, you can make it, you say it, and I'll be like, oh, what a great spot, I didn't have anything. (laughs) Yeah, Chris, how did you not see that? (laughs) Are you even a Bond fan? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, There's also another reference, this this is a really passing one, but um, uh, you know the stag that's at the top of Skyfall? Looks a bit like the stag at the um, top of the building at the beginning of um, Thunderball, like it's a similar sort of thing, but again, that's... As I as I, I feel there's references, there's nods, and there's really tenuous links, and I think that one's a really really tenuous link. Yeah, that's definitely that's a stretch into, but I, I I could I could mess with you on that one. I can't believe I didn't get the tattoo one. Jeez. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the uh, for tomorrow, uh, you only live twice. I got the fact that he dies before the pre-title sequence and then comes back mm. for an underwater thing. Almost yeah. almost almost mirrors the exact way that they started. Uh, you only live twice, except yeah, done better in this one. Uh, yeah, just a bit. I think as well, like you know, this scene where Craig goes over the waterfall and he's very rigid. It's quite like the underground, the underwater coffin he has when he's sinking mm-hmm. down. So that's always what made me think of. Um, you're right with the living twice bit. I mean, it's like um, uh, resurrection. Oh, that's what that whole part. That's definitely a huge feeling for you only live twice. Um, but I also got the fact it's the first time in a long time they um, the layers on an island. And it's all about traveling to the island and getting there. I thought that could have been a bit of a reference, but there might be a reference to quite a few cliches within Bond. So I'd probably go, yeah, with the living twice aspect as the reference. Yeah, almost like a trope with the uh, lair. But the, 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 the almost like mirrored exactly how he goes down. And he's like said, rigid, it falls down. For, mm. And on Her Majesty's, the thing I got was just that uh, M dies in his arms at the end. Yeah, I had the the Bond girl dies, and there's always a popular theory that M is the Bond girl in this film, and I, I'll accept that. Um, I was I I got two big vibes. Um, you know the helicopter silvers in at the end, traveling mm-hmm. towards the house. Yes, I got quite big yes. vibes from Her Majesty's Secret Service there with the whole thing. Yep. Um, I always thought the music was a reference to something. Uh, when I watched it in the cinema, I assumed that was a direct reference because we know um, uh, Sam Mendes absolutely loves making references. Um, and in an interview, he said that there's a reference to the Deer Hunter in Skyfall, but I've never seen it, so I have no idea what it is. Um, so I wonder what if that was specifically for anything. Even, um, the but music also- that, even the music that he's playing in the speakers of the, of the helicopter feels very ni- late 1960s, like Vietnam yeah. War rock. 
yeah, modern pop, it really, isn't it? Um, the other one I had is that um, Bond visits M's house uh, in this film. Uh, he visits it in the Majesty's Secret Service. I don't think he does it any other time. I got the casino. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't you ever break into my... Oh, of course. Oh, now I've shown myself up. We're, we're one-to-one now. <laughs> Touché. <laughs> oh, by the end, it's going to be... Ha! That's my point. What did you have for uh, Diamonds? Uh, Diamonds was a tough one uh, because when you, when you think of films, Diamonds are forever in Skyfall. You can't really get two more different films. Um, <laughs> but I got uh, jumping up in the lift on the outside and traveling up uh, on the external side of the lift as opposed to being inside the lift. Very good. I got, one I took was the, uh, the, the front end loader was like for the crane when he swings Blowfield back and forth. Yeah, That's no, all. very good. Right? Yeah. Other than that, I got nothing. <laughs> Other than that, like the ca- the campiest Bond film and possibly one of the like most serious Bond films, there's never going to be too many references. No, I think they did the right thing to just for- forget diamonds. Yeah, I completely agree on that front. As as diamonds go, yeah, it's it's not really a film I think you want to reference. <laughs> <laughs> How about Live and Let Die? I'll let you go for the first on this one too. Now this one, I'm surprised you mentioned the Komodo dragons because I feel like the more like obvious reference is when he jumps off yeah. the Komodo dragon up onto the bridge. Like, as references go, that's a pretty sincere reference. Like, yeah. even like, I remember watching that in the cinema, and like you could tell the Bond nerds because they're going, "Oh, I see, yeah, nice, <laughs> see that." Yep, that's exactly the exact reference I had too. I, mm-hmm. I went to the Komodo dragon twice because I was kind of reaching for that Thunderball one. Yeah, uh, well, it's such a it's thing. Like, it's, it's so unique to think about walking on lizards that it must be a reference. Like, there's no way <laughs> you don't do I, that. I'm I'm doing well, this this afternoon. <laughs> now that the quarantine's done, there's a little lizard hop I'm going to. Man, I'm not like coronavirus had a huge change in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's weird to think about like walking lizards once in the series, let alone twice. So yeah, absolutely got to be a reference on that one. Agreed. I actually found a ton with the man with the golden gun. Well, it's weird. Of all the films, I thought there'd be a connection. I didn't think this would be one of them. Um, there's one connection I think, which is to the Man with the Golden Gun. But there's also one I think that Die Another Day had a more serious reference. But I'll let you go first. I'll get into that. So for the Man with the Golden Gun, I had um, like Maude Adams. Can you kill him? Severine. Can you kill him? The whole yeah. thing that like she wants him to die so that she can be free. Um, the second one I had is the bullets. So when he pulls it out, the bullets analyze this. The special bullets yeah. go to Patrice. The special bullets go to the Goldmaker. Yep, and then nice. uh, the shower scene when he sneaks mm. in and she's in the shower. Those were the three references that, that I got. Yeah. Um, the extra one I got is um, uh, the Hall of Mirrors and the scene with the jellyfish in Shanghai, um, the way that the perspective. I think Die Another Day might have referenced it better when Pierce Brosnan walks into the lab for the first time. You've got the, um, the uh, DNA strands in the mirrors all reflecting. Um, but yeah, when I saw that scene, I just had man of the golden gun in my head all the way like um slightly different because it's reflections of an lcd screen but it's the same sort of vibe and it's also got the mysterious pretense behind it and of course it's bond going through it so that was yep. my one uh intre- loved your your pick of the um maud adams bit i missed that one that was a really good one yeah i'd almost feel, seen the same thing like kill this person so i can be free and that, that, that yeah. the same vibe from both of those and also they well they both the bond girls end up in the same way in both films <laughs> yep exactly God, we're getting deep now, aren't we? Jesus. <laughs> I it was surprising, but I was like, even the ship felt very, um, man, with the golden gun, there was so much stuff that I, I found, maybe just because it was uh, the same almost location, same area, but... Yeah, you can't you can't help but like kind of notice when it's if like for example like Russia of Love and um, in Istanbul immediately sends you then. Of course, Bond's been to so many places. If it's a, if it's a shared connection, it's going to bring it in your mind, isn't it? Exactly. For the spy who loved me, I had I put again the ship trip. 
because when Barbara Bach and Roger Moore go in the ship from Egypt, that's about the only thing I had. I don't have too much for that one. Did you get a better one than I have? Um, possibly. I'm not sure I get a feel about this one. Um, so, you know, Jaws, everyone's favorite henchman, except mine. Um, you know, he's got the big metal teeth. Uh, Silver pulls out his teeth. I was mm. wondering if that was a reference, because, of course, when he pulls out, you see quite a bit of metal is obviously disfigured. And I don't know, I, I don't know, like, knowing Sam Mendes, that could have been a reference. Like, one of the most cliched parts of Bond is obviously the teeth. And that was my pick. But again, for that one, very few picks, I'm afraid. Yeah, same thing. But I'll, 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 uh, I'll go with your same thing. And Moonraker was my last one. I was watching the uh, the movie, and I was I'd see something, pick it out, pick it out. It took me the very last one. I'm like, how am I going to reference Moonraker? But I got it. So let me see what you got, and then I'll go with me with mine. Right, my one was the same. Like I watched it. I, I remember sending you a text, being like, oh, we can talk about Skyfall because I'm I'm sure there's a reference to every Bond film. And you went, yeah, sure. And I I sent you a picture. I made a note of all of them. The only one that was blank was Moonraker, and I was like, oh god, watch Moonraker. No idea whatsoever. Like. <laughs> Granted, I don't really want to watch Moonraker on the best of days, but watching it and analysing it, I was really, really grabbing at straws here. Um, but I got it was the last M appearance. That was my only one. So it's the last M appearance of Bernard Lee and this is the last M appearance mm. of Judy Dench. Maybe not a deliberate reference by any means, but it's the closest I got. How about you? I got at the end when um, Kincaid and Bond are both have the shotguns and they're shooting the thing. I was like, it's like the duck hunt for, uh, or not the duck, the, the, the quail hunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's no, about. Right. That's about. Did you? You missed. Did I? Did I? And a thump. That's that's the only thing I got for that. Was that's the only nod I got for Moonraker. Yeah, Moonraker was the the trickiest one to think of a reference. The only other one I actually actively struggled with would die another day. But the rest of them I could pop, spot one out quite easily. How about uh, for your eyes only? Well, this one, I remember seeing this in the cinema and immediately, like, cause I was watching it with my dad because every time the Bond film comes out, we watch it together and it's a bit, big old family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when Bond hands over the uh, uh, the letter and actually says, for your eyes only, I remember going to that and going, it could be like, they could make that a bit, a bit less obvious. Um, <laughs> on reflection, of course, they actually really say it in the Secret Service, like it's a genuine phrase. So if we're putting that to one side, I'd say also that the uh, villain gets killed by a knife in the back. Mm. Um, so it happens to one of the twins and also well, obviously happens to silver. And the thing is, it's quite a unique way to kill someone. It seems easy to draw a line between the two. Yep. That's a good one. I, the only one I got was the, uh, the Volkswagen beetles that were getting crushed up in the thing on a oh, train. Of course. I was like, well, oh, of course. there you go. There's your nod for, for, for your eyes only. Other yeah, than that, I didn't no, have much other odds. Uh, well, actually, now you mentioned that, yeah, the fact because, of course, the um, the Citroen's quite beaten up and the VWs get very beat up. So, yeah, I, that's, yeah, I, I, it's a stretch, like that, but it, <laughs> yeah, I, it's a stretch, but lots of people hate that car chase. So, actually, if Sam Mendes hated that car chase, I could imagine him manufacturing that to get his opinion across. <laughs> Which you know, I actually I, love that tr- car chase. I love that I car really, chase. I do. I I like bits of it. I like the fact it's like Bond in a car that's just, you know, just a car. But it's the bits like the car going in, the, the enemy car going into the roof, all the apples falling, all that sort of thing. It's, um, I don't know, it's, it's Roger Moore camping it up too much. Like, as much as I love Sir Rog, he, at that point, he was just, it was too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Roger Moore's tenure is just all camp towards the end. But yeah, yeah. I, I, again, he's had to grow on me. When I first saw Roger, I was like, oh, but he's it's growing in, on me. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm like, with Roger, like it's not—it's not a chore to watch his films by any means. But you've got to get into the mindset of he's not taking this seriously. The filmmakers aren't taking it seriously, so you don't need to take it seriously either. And 
honestly, there's some good scenes in Roger Moore films. Like, I'm still annoyed that octopus. Oh, I've started ranting now. God. Um, <laughs> in Octopussy, when there's a hugely tense scene at the end with the bomb in the circus, don't get why he turns into a clown. Like, I can understand him doing a disguise, but it's the whole fact like the door shuts and the door or opens almost a couple of seconds later. And it's like, oh, that's too much, especially as the rest of it was so cool at that point. Exactly. How about, well, speaking of Octopussy, what'd you get for Octopussy? Uh, train fight. Uh, two dudes fighting yeah. on the top of a train again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty yeah. unique scenario. It's yep. a pretty unique scenario. Sorry, you go. No, exactly. So, the, the, the Patrice and Bond on the top of the clear nod. Even the way they go underneath the uh, the tunnel, clear nod to uh, Octopussy. Absolutely, and it's again, it's like such. It's I know we're twenty five films deep at this point, but there's some scenarios that are so unique. If it's repeated, it has to. Like for example, if he was on the side of a plane, you clearly go, "Oh, Octopussy reference." Exactly. Um, just because it's a train has to be. Yep. How about uh, a view to a kill? View to a kill was, an, uh, was a mildly difficult one, and so I, uh, I did like a click, a quick flick through. And I spotted one straight away, which was the um, the Stacey and Kincaid. Uh, a comparison I never ever thought I'd make between two individuals, um, but they're both basically similar characters selling stuff just to fund the um, house. Uh, so she's selling all of her stuff so she can stay because of a uh, family situation, and Kincaid selling it um, to some farmer in Idaho. I don't know all that sort of thing. So I found those two quite a similar comparison. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. So the only thing I got for it was that Silver and Max Zorin are both like blonde, way too blonde. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, noticeably blonde. But like I said, <laughs> I, I've watched Vito Kill one and a half times. I watched it one time and then I tried to watch it again and I could not get through it. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm going to pretend this one didn't happen. <laughs> so yeah. I tried I to watch. Yeah, I try to watch it. Every time I watch it, I I skip all the scenes that Christopher Walken's not in. Because I think, as a Bond villain, I think he's great. But without him on screen, it's just fools. Absolutely. Which is a shame, because I think if like, Tim Dalton was in that film, it could have worked. Possibly. But, I don't know. Yeah, they need, if they're going to use Christopher Walken, he can't be... It has to be a darker film. I feel yeah, like they, they could still use him now. Actually, to be fair, yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. <laughs> How about for The Living Daylights? Living Daylights was a bit of a stretch, but I got the um, uh, MI6 or XMI6 uh, trying to kill off their own members. So at the beginning, obviously, we got the guy who's, we don't know much about him. He could be an MI6 member. He could be a traitor from the beginning, but obviously, death despise uh, Smirnov or whatever it is. I don't mm. <laughs> don't really know Russian, um, but I got the whole vibe with um, Javier Bardem for that. Yep, exactly. Well, the same thing in the beginning when he's got, when he finds his other partner dead right there or dying. That's, that's the only nod I got for it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you when watching this film deliberately to find references. There's so many things that you can just pick up on, and like you'd never think about it off the top of your head, but when you're looking for it, it makes themselves quite obvious to you. I love it. it. Is. <laughs> exactly my sentiments, exactly because before you you watch it and you're not thinking about it, but then when I look at it from this frame of mind, it's just constantly just reference, reference, reference. It almost like comes at you. Mm. License to kill. What'd you got? Oh, the, the gun that can only be used with his um handprint. Yeah. Like the sniper, the sniper and the PPK. Like that's. Again, it's one of those things. It's, that's far too specific to not be a reference. Like mm. uh, even with the the, um, the green light lighting up, and the fact, obviously, that the cliche thing happens, the enemy picks it up. Oh no, it's not working! And then you know all that jazz. Um, had to be that. And I think that was one where my dad leaned over to me and went, "Oh, that's a reference to License to Kill." <laughs> <laughs> I have one more that's that's a little bit of a stretch, but it's uh, mm-hmm. almost that M is taking up. You know how. Um, in License to Kill, Bond is doing revenge for Felix. I almost feel like M is doing her revenge for everything that, that uh, Silver did to her. Oh. So she almost yeah. goes rogue and goes off the off the thing from the rest of it to go get that. It's a little bit of a stretch because it's not perfectly congruent, 
but mm. that that was my stretch reference. Yeah, if you bring it back to the the motive of the protagonists, like that sort of thing, it's yeah, it's it's not really a cliched one, so I'd say that's a reference. No, I buy that. How about Goldeneye? It has to be the exploding pen. Exploding pen. <laughs> exploding pen every time. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I, there's something I find so funny about that because, of course, it's like the whole, the eye rays from curiosity. Exploding pens? Puh. Next film is an exploding watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I like the exploding pen. What's wrong with the exploding pen? I, I was really happy with the exploding pen. I think that's a, that's something I could actually see in real life. Yeah, um, even to this but, day, I was still, I would buy an exploding pen. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> I would never use it, but well, it's almost like, as well, the fact it's such a reference is that the camera's focused in such a way it looks like Q's almost talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in such a way it looks like he just turns to you and goes, we're not using exploding pens anymore, guys. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's almost straight to the character, uh, straight to the um, audience, and I love it. <laughs> How about uh, Tomorrow or Tomorrow Never Dies? Um, this one was an interesting one. Um, I'm a big fan of Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, I'm not really sure why yet. I keep watching it. I don't know why I like it so much, but I just happen to. Um, but also, this is actually one I picked up from the video game as well. Um, there's a big bit about um, Carver obviously writing Bond's obituary, which M's doing um, at the beginning of Skyfall. And it's a very similar sort of layout on the screens behind Carver and the screen in front of M. And for me, that was the biggest reference, um, just because obviously with someone who dies a lot, you could say it's a reference to um, uh, You Only Live Twice because there's actually an obituary there. But the fact they're both writing it, the process of writing it, uh, that was my pick. Mm, that's good. I, I think uh, mine was the the, the uh, media influence that Silver was talking about that the media could have and how Elliot Carver kind of says, I can control everything just with, the, with my media and everything like that. And Silver basically says, I can do whatever I want with this computer. I can yeah. topple dictators. I can do all this stuff. I have so much power just with the click of the pen with this, yeah. with this computer. That, that was the only other con- thing that I got. The fact that when he leans back and he's like looking for his health report as well, mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff. Yeah, the fact that he can touch everything with media. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. The world is not enough. Um, now, as someone who doesn't live in London but visit Lon- visits London quite frequently, I'm often going past the MI6 building. And believe me, there's not many holes in MI6 frequently. Like, there's not any huge explosions often. So it's got to be that. In fact, there's. <laughs> I feel like Bond. It doesn't happen. It's not a weekly thing. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's a Thursday this time. Um, <laughs> no, the fact there's an MI6 explosion, a pretty big one at that, um, stands out to me. And it's, um, they use similar sorts of shots after the explosions happened. Um, that was the main standout for me. I imagine this. I think there's quite a few references with "was well, not enough," but I found that one and didn't look too much into it. But I think there's probably more if we'd looked into it. That's like the blatant one. Oh, even the shot looks the exact same as it gets blown up, and then it gets blown mm. up again and again and again. <laughs> it's like the it's like the poor DB5. Just leave it alone. All <laughs> right, just let that thing die. <laughs> <laughs> There's some like poor construction crew down at the bottom. Like they just finished this last brick, and they're all sat and they're like, not again. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That would be in a Roger Moore film. That'd be the Roger Moore film. They'd put the last brick in it, crash. There'd be somebody at a bar and he'd look at the wine, and there'd be a double taken pigeon. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, the other only other one I had was like you said, the, the little cufflink check. I had it almost like a homage to where Brosnan did the little tie thing underwater. Yeah. So that was that was that was my two nods. Mm, cool. For dying of the day, I had um, that Silva was captured and left there, just like Bond was in the beginning. Oh, yeah. die another day. Mm, yeah. Um, for me, like, I remember Die Another Day when it came out. I was, God, 
nine at the time so it's a very very phasey memories but in um britain scorpions were all over the advertising for it oh, mm. scorpions and madonna um sometimes hard to tell the difference um but <laughs> yeah, have you seen her beans. lately no <laughs> it's bad enough last time i'm not going back <laughs> oh my goodness yeah she definitely looks like she could if you touched her you'd get poisoned I'll tell you what, if there's like a one in a million chance she's listening to this, she's going to be so upset. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, I had the Scorpion. Um, I also had the whole um, um, Bond and the active duty part. Like he's told, no, you can't come back to MI6. Then he goes for a trial. Um, Then he comes back and at at the MI6 facility underground, all that sort of thing. Um, Basically, he's not an agent. He's an agent, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And a significant part of water playing a part in that as well. Like... With uh, Craig, obviously, he goes into the water, comes out an agent. With Piers Brosnan, he's not an agent, goes into the water, swims to the ship, and technically comes out an agent at that point, I guess. But again, that's pretty tenuous. That's my link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, interestingly, for Casino Royale and Quantum, did you get the quotes for this? Because I feel like they deliberately quoted themselves on both films. And I wonder if it's a trend they're trying to do with the Craig movies. Well, which quotes have you got? So I, I, got some, I got quite a few things for Casino Royale. Like I got mm. the don't touch your ear. That, that one was, was a, that's a quite that was that's a, a quite blatant one. Yeah, um, that's quite. It's nice to see that kind of going through the series. Like it gives it a bit more validity that he wouldn't drop those characteristics. Like just trying to pick up on that. But yeah, that was my one. Like it's, a, it's again when you hear that and you know Casino Royale, you go reference got it straight away. I know that one. <laughs> and I think it's also not where they're playing Skyfall. Where at this point James Bond's like a crusty guy, and he almost says it like he's so sick of telling new agents stop touching your ear like it's a common thing that new agents are doing like another one don't touch your ear and that's my that's my british accent which is i think on point but whatever you know i thought i was talking to myself for a second so you're doing pretty well the the other uh casino royale reference i got was when he's still in exile still death on the on the beach he takes the pills and he's looking in the mirror and they get that same shot where he's just like looking in the mirror and like what what have i become and he's all bloodshot mm-hmm. popping pills drinking heineken which again is always a sad that yeah, yeah it's very. always a sign that times are rough when you're drinking heineken i'll tell you what for any um instagram buds out there to get a gif where it starts off with that shot of craig and casino and then to merge it into the shot in skyfall that could be quite an interesting looking thing because as you say it's the exact same over the shoulder look isn't it yeah exactly and then mm. even the, he almost has that that moment where he's like what have i become Yes, that's, it's that weird pause, that bit where he just looks to the side and just, yeah, and you just think, oh, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the apartment break-in again, where M comes home and there he is again in, his, yeah, in the apartment. Like, yeah, I, I was too busy thinking about that for, um, uh, what was it, uh, Magic Secret Service, I didn't think about Fixing Your Royale, the most obvious one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for Quantum, I, I had a tougher time, so I have kind of a reach one, but I'll let you start since you sound like you've got a better quote. Well, thing, I've got two quotes. I've got the um, bo- uh, bo- well, Bond girl with um, inverted commas drives up and says, get in, uh, which is um, obviously quite quite a unique one. But again, that could be just a bit of yeah. a nod. And it's the same sort of camera shot as well. Car, enters shot, stops, door opens, get in. That's yeah. it. And also the um, uh, be careful what you wish for, uh, which Dominic Green says, but it's also said by um, Silver as well. Mm-hmm. Really good. So there's two ones for me. Um, but again, when, when it comes to the Craig series of his films, it's quite easy to look for references because, of course, he starred in both films. So, therefore, it's, there's lots of things I feel like you can pick out, like the Tom Ford suits, all that sort of mm-hmm. thing, or the, the way the way he wears a particular something, or the way he acts. But he acts like that in every film, so I was going to put those to one side. 
Yep. The, the thing for Quantum I had is is kind of a reach too, but he had the way he picks out pictures and stuff. The bullet comes back and almost the same way they play out like the uh, the Minority Report kind of all the pictures are here. He's like, oh, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. Mm, and that's, yeah. that's really the only thing I got, which was was a bit of a stretch. Mm. But I tell I you, what, I think I, I think overall that's a pretty comprehensive list of references. I think we've done pretty well there. I I, I was amazing. It was amazing. Like I said, when if, if whoever's listening to this podcast, really just go and and watch Skyfall again for yourself and see how much stuff just comes at you, comes at you. Like it's it's amazing. I guess that's why yeah. they keep bringing back Purvis and Wade to keep bringing back because they understand <laughs> the things but they don't always understand the story structures so you always look at the best yeah. films it's Purvis Wade and a third person who's like alright guys I get you get you, but I need I need some story <laughs> yeah. I need you to bring it all yeah, together yeah absolutely well the things I've heard um, that as well as um, Skyfall uh, Spectre's quite rife with references too so I'm going to watch that again soon and have, have a, again that mindset of just looking for references and going really deep into like I guess you say the DNA of the franchise as you say like getting the same people to write it they kind of they, it's not that they look up the references they made the references so they really know how to integrate it into into the M series but yeah it's actually great fun if you're as, as nerdy as we are it's a great way to watch a film <laughs> which I hopefully there's only like two people on the listen to this podcast as nerdy as we are about this stuff but <laughs> you don't want to get you don't want to get this deep into the sickness <laughs> I'm hoping at the end of the podcast lots of people are going oh, I'm so glad they did that so we didn't have to <laughs> All right. So, last question, my man, before we go: If you could make any call back into your real life, which bond girl are you taking? That's it. I I knew this was coming. I knew <laughs> at the end of every podcast, it always happens. It's a really tough one because, like, when you say everyday life, like that—that's more than just the end credits of the film. Like, that's oh, morning after. There we go. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll make I, it. It's not. It's not the one you're going to marry. It's the one you're going to get 24 hours with. You get, or you get two and a half hour. Little callback. Oh, okay, I so, see. Interesting. Hmm. I want to go left field, but I also don't want to be so obvious. I'm. Pro- uh, I knew this was coming, and I didn't prepare for it. I knew, these are I the knew important questions, Chris. <laughs> exactly. I knew this was coming. It's happened on every single podcast you do. And I was like, right, he's going to do it. Like you, you got it with David Zaritsky. Like you must. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it for me. Um. Pos. pos- oh, that's. Oh, I don't, I don't want to say that one. That's all. But I was going to say plenty of tool. <laughs> <laughs> hey um, look for I, two and a half hours of fun bags they're not a bad, it's not a bad choice <laughs> you know uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go more sensible i'm gonna be a bit more sensible and i'm gonna go with i can't i think another one's not coming to mind this is terrible i'm just tumbling over myself now it's obviously this one single beer i've had doing this <laughs> you know no, plenty of I have this ticket. plenty of <laughs> all right well you know what i love that answer because look she doesn't have very much of a, a part in Diamonds Are Forever, but if you're going to have a callback and you're going to get two hours, be like, yo, I got plenty of tool. <laughs> <laughs> and think of the, the jokes you can make yourself. <laughs> well, exactly. your, your name may be Plenty O'Toole, but I've got Plenty O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> and that would just be me, me like laughing at myself for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, are we going to do something or are you just going to make quips all day? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm thinking of another one. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's gonna be worse this podcast is gonna stop the screen's gonna go black i'm gonna go oh my god i should have said <laughs> <laughs> well all right my man chris thank you so much for coming on today it was a lot of fun it's good i'm I, hopefully uh listeners i'm gonna really enjoy hearing you uh, they're gonna really love following you on instagram it's again go ahead and, and plug your instagram uh it's um at british bond addict and if you're not following him follow him he's got great stuff really innovative stuff 
I, one of my favorite follows of all Instagram. And a really fun guy. I'm so glad we're friends now. And, and uh, I can't wait to talk more Bond Girls and more uh, quips. No, buddy. Lo- love to hear it. Thanks for having me on. It's been great fun. All right, buddy. Take care. You too. Catch you later, buddy. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on today. That was so much fun to have you. And like, you know, I mean, as you guys know, he's so much fun to talk to. He's a really fun guy. He's really funny. Got a great sense of humor, and he's entertaining to talk to. So, I'm definitely want to have him on on future podcasts coming up. And Skyfall, like I said, was one of those one of those movies that I just barely don't want to put it in my uh, top six of perfect tens. But it's just barely. It's just it's right outside the club, and it's just waiting for one movie to fall off so that it can go and party in the club with the rest of the tens. And uh, the more I watch it, and after watching this and doing this again, boy, it's uh, it's close. It's close. But I do love the movie. I can watch it over and over again. And if I am, probably from now on, if I'm going to show a new Bond fan a movie, I'm going to just go with Skyfall rather than Casino Royale. So I am changing that. But we'll see. We'll see. It'll, it'll, it'll be in the club soon. I just want to close out with talking about just Skyfall. Like I said, and, and I think about tw- two years. One to two years, I'm going to revisit Skyfall and really look at what's happened in 2020 because we're, we're only halfway done, so I'm sure 2020's got more for us. But look back, see what happened, review it, and then kind of look at how Skyfall almost predicted this. Almost said, look, somebody can just sit in a pen, boop, 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 boom, complete chaos. So I'm, I'm definitely going to go really deep into this another time. But for now, that was a lot of fun, guys. I want you guys, to hopefully next time you watch Spectre, or not Spectre, good God, don't watch Spectre. Not right now. I don't even mind Spectre that much, but I'm sorry I even said that. Skyfall. What an insult to Skyfall. But next time you watch Skyfall, think about you know what we talked about today. And I'm telling you, you're going to have even more appreciation for the film. You're going to be like, wow, that's... They really did a good job of paying homage to the, the previous films because that's kind of what the movie's about is that Bond is struggling with whether he's relevant anymore and the whole story is is the fact that even agents in the field or, or grunt work even relevant anymore when there's so much technology and it's another thing. I, I really can't wait to get into that topic another time, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to save my thoughts for future down the line. So without further ado, guys, thank you so much for coming on. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's Quantum of History on Instagram. Um, if you guys want, check it out. If you guys want some golf balls, if you guys follow me on the page, you saw some golf balls. I, I got some more. So let me know. DM me. I'll, uh, I'll send some more out. And I'll have some t-shirts coming on soon. So I'm going to have those. I'll be sending those out. So follow me on Instagram. We've got a lot more stuff coming up, more giveaways. And, and the numbers for my podcast are really going up. So I, I love you guys. I can't. I'm by far blown away at the success I've had. Even for this, I've already surpassed what I thought I would do with this podcast. So thank you so much, guys. And it's, it's all because of you guys in the community. So thank you so much for taking your time out, listening to me. Enjoy your day. Stay safe out there. And again, stay positive out there, guys. <laughs>